welcome to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. I am in recovery. Let us go open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Welcome to today's podcast. I pray that you are found in good spirits, that harmony is working for you, that God is listening to your prayers. Uh, I had an incredible... uh, gratitude list sent to me today by a sponsee. Let me read it to you. I was just amazed at the wisdom and the, uh, it's called Grand Glorious Rising. All right, it says gratitude list. Refreshing air after the rain. The rain that nourishes the soil and atmosphere. Quiet reflection after prayers and meditation. The ability to get on my knees each day and act of humility that opens the door to my source provider and sovereign power operating in and through my life. Did you hear that? Men and women, the ability to get on my knees each day and an act of humility that opens the door to my source, my provider, and sovereign power operating in and through my life. Amen. Saying yes to those who need me and no to the distractions that keep me bound. Saying yes to those who need me and no to the distractions that keep me bound. Remembering the suffering individuals in my prayers and asking God, assistance in and through their lives. Happiness 101 and striving for an A for accomplishment. Happiness 101 and striving for an A for accomplishment. And thank you everyone. The person says, your presence in my life. Thank you for reading my gratitude list for today. Isn't that awesome? All right, now, let me go ahead and read uh, today's 24-hour little book for October 26th, A8 for the day. Six, I have AA meetings to go to. Thank God, where would I go without them? Where would I be without them? Where would I find the sympathy, the understanding, the fellowship, the companionship? Nowhere else in the world I have come home. I have come home. I have found the place where I belong. I no longer wander alone over the face of the earth. I am at a peace and rest. What a great gift has been given to me by AA. I do not deserve it, but it is nevertheless mine. I have a home at last. I am content. Do I thank God every day for the AA fellowship? Thank you, God, for our fellowship. 
all in unison and all together. We thank God for our fellowship. Our next is our meditation for the day. Our spiritual meditation. Here we go. Walk all the way with another person and with God. Do not go part of the way and then stop. Do not push God so far into the background that He has no effect on your life. Walk all the way with Him. Make a good companion of God by praying to Him often during the day. Do not let your contact with Him be broken for too long a period. Work all the way with God and with other people along the path of life, wherever it may lead. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may walk in companionship with God along the way. I pray that I may keep my feet upon the path that leads upward. Amen. I'm Fernando. I I am in recovery. And what I would do with this, I would, instead of praying, if, if it's not working for me, I would start praising God for my, when I hit my, my toes on a rock, when I fall in the ditch as I'm walking through life, I start remembering Him and thanking Him that God's objective is rhythm. It's easy does it rhythm. And once I start praising Him for the, for the mishaps and the problems and the objections and whatever comes up, the challenges, lack of money, help, whatever, start praising Him and thanking Him, uh, then there's going to be more solutions on the way up ahead because I'm sending my faith forward. I'm sending it forward like a bazooka that when I get to that point, there's going to be guidance. There's going to be relief. There's going to be answers, folks. For me, it's not rocket science anymore. It's, it's, how, it's answers, plain and simple. This is a plain simple way we got a god that put the moon and the sun and the stars and the earth twirls around in a perfect harmony and if we thank him for our problems we'll get back we put him in the front that's that's the idea putting him in the front in the front burner by thanking god that we are you know in a situation and then and then after the problems subside we're going to be doing gratitude thank you thank you for gratitudes Isn't that awesome? Switch over to gratitude instead of problems. Ha! What a a conceived idea. All right, we're going to shift gears right here. We're going to go to aa.org, October 26th, Daily Reflection. One Ultimate Authority is the title. And this is taken from 12 and 12 Traditions, page 132. It says, for our group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as He may express Himself in our group conscience. I wonder how God expresses Himself in our group conscience. Is God authoritative? Is He kind? Or, it's, or God is weak and, and doesn't give instructions? How is God instructing Him? A lot of us have different, uh, different expressions on how God is. I like my God to be like a sergeant, to be like a, like a general to be an example of uh, fortitude, warrior type of, uh, that's how I see my God. That's how he expresses me and expects me to take it in the chin by thanking God and going forward and passing the message. 
other people uh, see it this way. Um, because it says, it goes on to say, when I am chosen to carry some small responsibility for my fellows, I ask that God, I ask that God grant me the patience, open-mindedness, and willingness to listen to those I would lead. Listen to those I would lead. I must remind myself that I am the trusted servant of others, not their governor, teacher, or instructor. God guides my words and my actions, and my responsibility is to heed his suggestions. Trust in my watchword. I trust others who lead in the fellowship of AA. I entrust God with the ultimate authority of running the show. Amen. Beautiful. And now we're going to read... Kenny Copeland's, now for my spiritual side, I'm going to be reading Kenny Copeland's Faith to Faith in English. Get rid of the frogs. Now we read that yesterday. What is today's? Today is October 26. Get rid of those beers in your life. Okay. Take Your Place by Kenny Copeland. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Jesus, Ephesians 2, 4 and 6, 4, 5 and 6. God has raised us up to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's what the Word of God says. Very few of us have actually dared to believe this. We uplifted Jesus, we exalted Him, and rightly so, but at the same time, we unwittingly deleted what He did by not allowing Him to bring us alongside Him. That was God's purpose at Calvary, to bring us alongside Jesus, to make us what he already was. You see, Jesus didn't need exalting. He was exalted before he ever came to this earth. He was already one with the Father. He didn't need to get authority over the devil. He never lost it. He put on a physical body so that he could come to earth as a man and gain authority over sin and sickness, demons, fear, poverty, and all the other curses that came when the law of death moved into the earth. And he did it. He succeeded. He mastered everything in the world of the intellect, everything in the physical world. Before he ascended, he said, All authority is given unto me, both in heaven and in the earth. Then he turned around and gave the authority to us by giving us his name. You and I are the reason Jesus came to the earth and died and lived again. He didn't do it for himself. He did it so he could bring us alongside, so we could wear his name and wield his authority on the earth. He did it so that we could stand before God and be everything to him that Jesus is. When you were born again, you were made the righteousness of God in Christ. So as a born-again believer, dare to receive this message, to meditate on it, and to act on it. 
go ahead, dare to take your place. Wonderful, wonderful readings. All right, we're going to be reading uh, Proverbs 26. But before that, I'd like to read a couple of Psalms, starting with Psalm 146. It says, 146. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. Do not trust in princes and mortal man in whom there is no salvation, no help. When his spirit leaves him, he returns to the earth, and that very day his thoughts and plans perish. How blessed and graciously favored is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth and is faithful forever who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets free the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous, the upright in heart. The Lord protects the strangers. He supports the fatherless and the widow. He makes crooked the way of the wicked. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, now we move to Psalm 116. We're reading from the Amplified Bible. Thanksgiving for rescue from death. Thanksgiving for rescue from death. I love the Lord because He hears and continues to hear my voice and my supplication, my pleas, my cries, my specific needs. Because he has inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. The cords and sorrow of death encamped past me, and the terrors of Shiloh came upon me. I found distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, please save my life. Gracious is the Lord and consistently righteous. Yes, our God is compassionate. The Lord protects the simple, childlike. I was brought low, humble, and discouraged, and He saved me. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. For you have rescued my life from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling and falling. I will walk in submissive wonder before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe and clung to my God when I said, I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, all men are liars. What will I give to the Lord in return for all his benefits towards me? How can I repay him for his precious blessings? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord, yes, in the presence of all his people. Precious and of great consequences is the sight of the Lord, is the death of his godly ones, so he watches over them. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have unfastened my chains. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving, 
I will carry on the name of the Lord. I will call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord. Yes, in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the Lord's house temple, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we go down to Proverbs 26 for our meditation for today. Talks about the foolish. Similitudes instructions. Similitudes. Number one. Like snow in summer and like rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a short-sighted fool. Like the sparrow in her wandering, like the swallow in her flying, so the curse without cause does not come and alight on the undeserving. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the backs of fools who refuse to learn. Do not answer nor pretend to agree with the frivolous comments of a close-minded fool according to his folly. Otherwise, even you will be like him. Answer and correct the erroneous concept of a fool accordingly to his folly. Otherwise, he'll be wise in his own eyes if he thinks you agree with him. He who sends the message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet, sabotages himself, and drinks the violence it brings on himself as a consequence. Like the legs which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of a fool who cannot learn from its wisdom. Like one who absurdly binds a stone in a sling, making it impossible to throw, so is he who absurdly gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes without being felt into the hand of a drunken man, so is a proverb in the mouth of a fool who remains unaffected by its wisdom. Like a careless archer who shoots arrows wildly and wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or those who by chance just pass by. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his foolishness. Do you see a man who is unteachable and wise in his own eyes and full of self-conceit? Unteachable. There is more hope for a fool than for him. The lazy person who is self-indulgent and relies on lame excuses says, There is a line in the road. A line is in the open square, and if I go outside to work, I will be killed. As the door turns on his hinges, so does the lazy person on his bed, never getting out of it. The lazy person buries his hand in the dish, losing opportunity after opportunity. It worries him to bring it back to his mouth. The lazy person is wiser in his own eyes than seven sensible men who can give a discreet answer. Like one who grabs a dog by the ears and is likely to be bitten, is he who, passing by, stops to meddle with a dispute that is none of his business. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor, acquaintance, friend, and then says, Was I not joking? For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisper, who gossip contention quiets down. Like charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle a strife. 
The words of a whisper gossip are like dainty morsels to be greedily eaten. They go down into the innermost chambers of the body to be remembered and mused upon. Like a common clay vessel covered with the silver dross, making it appear silver when it has no real value, are burning lips, murmuring, manipulating words, and a wicked heart. He who hastes discusses it, disguises it with his lips, but he stores up deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously and kindly to conceal his malice, do not trust him, for seven abominations are in his heart. Though his hatred covers itself with guilt and deceit, his malevolence will be revealed openly before the assembly. Whoever digs a pit for another man's feet will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone up a hill to do mischief, it will come back on him. A lying tongue hates those it wounds and crushes, and a flattering mouth works ruin. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hey, guys, thank you so much for coming in today and listening to this podcast. I appreciate you. Let's go ahead and finish this with the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Give them heaven, family. Remarkable things are happening because we are in recovery. Take care. Welcome to today's reading of Limitless Love by Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. Let's go ahead and pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So today's the 26th. We're reading Limitless Love, all dressed up with nowhere to go. In Isaiah 55, verses 10 to 11, it says, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not tither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth. Out of my mouth it shall not return to me unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Isaiah fifty five eleven. If you say that God says about love, if you say what God says about love, the Bible absolutely guarantees you, you will see the results in your life. Stubborn personality traits 
you you thought you could never change will start to soften. Unloving habits that seem unbreakable will begin to disappear. If you will dare to put 1 Corinthians 13 in your mouth and faithfully say, I am patient and kind. I'm never envious or jealous. I'm not conceited or rude. I don't act unbecomingly or insist on my own way. I am not touchy and I don't take account of a suffered wrong. Speaking God's word activates spiritual law. When it comes out of our mouth, it accomplishes what it was sent to do. It prospers and brings forth the plan of God in our lives. Yes, I know, you might say. I heard that before. Maybe so, but what are you doing about it? Are you acting on it? Are you doing what you know to do? We all have to check up on ourselves in that area because it's easy to slip out of active faith and into mere mental assent. We can get the idea that just because we agree with the word and we want it to work in our lives that our job is done. We get busy with other things and neglect to do what the Bible tells us to do. Eventually, we'll look up and realize that we're not making any spiritual progress. That reminds me of something that happened to Ken and me years ago that I'll never forget. We were heading from our hotel room on our way to preach at a meeting. We got in the elevator and we were so caught up in conversation, we weren't really paying attention to what we were doing. In a few minutes, we looked up to see what floor we were in or and realized the elevator hadn't moved at all. We were in the same place we started because we either hadn't pressed the button or without thinking we had pressed the button for the floor we were already on. There we were, all dressed up and going nowhere. Don't let that happen to you. In the area of love, don't get all dressed up with knowledge. of the word about the love of God within you and then end up going nowhere. Lift the word back up to the Lord. Lift the word back up to the Lord. Confess it and step out on it so it can accomplish what it was meant to do in your life. By Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. This one was about Gloria. Amen. Let's practice saying a couple of things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. No weapon formed against me will prosper, but whatever I do will prosper in the name of the Lord. I am a world overcomer because I am born of God. Amen. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory 
by Christ Jesus. The greater one is in me. The devil is defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I am kind. I am loving. I am not jealous. I am not fretful. I am helpful. Okay, now let's go ahead and go. It says in the Old Testament, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Let's go ahead and say it again. I am rich. I am strong. For what the Lord has done for us, the Lord has strengthened us. When I am weak, the Lord is strong. When I am poor, the Lord is rich. I am a child of God. I am an heir of the Most High. I have what I need. I am God's favorite. I am his favorite. My daddy is rich, and the whole earth knows it very well. I am a world overcomer because I am born of God. Amen. And again, greater is he that is in me, Jesus Christ, than he, the devil, that's in the world. Amen. Victory is ours in Jesus' mighty name. We have a good report. By his stripes, we are healed. By his poverty, we are rich. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his countenance and give you peace. Establish you in every good way. Amen.